This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free. So, again, visit freetalklive.com. You'll actually find out the main feature allows you to make suggestions to the show to, uh, with other listeners, get together to figure out what's the most important item for our listening audience, collectively, if you will, which I'm sure is a term that turns a lot of our listeners off. Uh, but that's the only way that we can do it because uh, it's a website that allows you to vote with other listeners on what you like. And you can actually submit what you like to the site, and then other listeners will vote on that. And they'll either vote it up or down, and then the uh, items with the most votes, the most positive votes, that is, will make it to the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com. So head on over there, open up yourself a free account, and enjoy. Have yourself a a good time, because it's all totally free. All right, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Coming up here tonight, I said a, a couple days ago that I had some corrupt cop stories. We never got to them. I think we are way overdue for some corrupt cops. So uh, it's been a while. And it's not because we don't have the stories every week or the, the items to, uh, to share with you. There are always fresh corrupt cop stories. It's just that, you know, shows, uh, open phones, we go anywhere, we talk about anything, and it's not always about corrupt cops. So the folks over at the Drug Reform Coordination Network, StopTheDrugWar.org, Put together a little uh, email once a week, the Drug War Chronicle, which I highly recommend if you are one who follows uh, the war on drugs and is interested in ending it. Uh, This is a good organization that really keeps an eye on all of the various different goings on in that realm. So it's not just a United States thing. They cover international stories as well. Uh, They cover the stuff that's happening inside the system. They even covered the the 420 civil disobedience when it was happening here in uh, in Keene or as it is happening here in Keene. So they do a a great job, as does, of course, uh, copblock.org, who brings you this, uh, this particular story. Or a series of stories, rather, because there's always multiple. Every every single week, uh, as part of their Drug War Chronicle, there are always the corrupt cop stories. So here you go. In New York City, a NYPD narcotics detective was arrested Tuesday for forcing the girlfriend of a drug suspect to have sex with him hmm. in a police station bathroom. Oh. By threatening to lock her up. Detective Oscar Sandino, a 13-year veteran, allegedly arrested a drug suspect in Queens in 2008 and ordered the suspect's girlfriend to take off her clothes at the residence. Once at the station house, he told her that she would be jailed and would lose custody of her children, but that he could prevent those things from happening if she'd just have sex with him. He was right. And she complied, but reported him upon her release the next day. He's also (laughs) accused of extorting sexual favors from two other women, and he's charged with three misdemeanor counts of violating the civil rights of the three women. He's looking at up to three years in prison. And also uh, in New York City, you got three New York City stories here. Three years in prison? Are you telling me... For forcing sex on a woman, This isn't... That's rape. Yeah, you're telling me this isn't rape? I mean, I... (laughs) I I can't imagine that anyone would that the, the average individual wouldn't have gotten thirty. Yeah, this normally is, when what, uh, three instances, what this one instance and then two other women. Uh correct, correct. So he only had three misdemeanor counts of what they call violating the civil rights of the three women. You know, for for you and I, Mark, uh, if we were to make a threat like, well, 
we're going to steal your children unless you have sex with us. And lock you up in a cage. Yeah, that's I, I agree with you. That absolutely seems to qualify as rape. I mean, it's not your your typical uh, method of rape. You know, the, the typical rape is, rape is an act of power, um, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that's what this is. But when you hear about rape, you typically think of some uh, scummy criminal in an alleyway uh, attacking some woman and, and uh, in taking this case, advantage. it was a police uh, station bathroom. Yeah. Well, he's a scummy criminal one way or the other. Absolutely. I'm just saying that the the thing I like to point out in these instances is even when they do catch the cop, when they do get him dead to rights and they actually, you know, go through with it. He still doesn't get what you and I would get. Why? Because he is your moral superior. He's your better. He is better than you. And that's how and it it's works. Yeah, he, he's an we're not insider <laughs> on the um, in the legal system, and therefore the legal system treats him better. Even as was, a rapist, they yeah, treat him better. If it was you and I, and you just ran around, sh- um, you know, uh, flashing people, you'd probably get more time than this. I knew a guy in prison that had more time than this for flashing. I think he may have reached out and touched the girl on the on a bicycle, and sh- uh, you know. While doing it or whatever, and she fell off the bicycle. Oh, okay. And then the, so there was an injury, but he didn't like tackle her. Yeah. Um. However, I mean, this guy did did much much worse. Absolutely, it's just just absolutely disgusting. Uh, what the the level of favoritism that is shown toward these people, and how many of them even looked at this guy? How many of the, his coworkers there in New York City, the bureaucrats, actually look at him as a rapist? I wonder about that. No, tough break for old Johnny or whatever. New York City, another story. Former NYPD officer pleaded guilty on May 13th to robbing drug dealers at gunpoint and restraining them with his police handcuffs. Uh, Jorge Arbaje Diaz admitted to being part of a crew that ripped off dealers in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and the Bronx. He even left his post patrolling the transit system to carry out one robbery while in uniform. So... This guy resigned from the force after his 2008 arrest, and he's facing up to 20 years in prison. Although uh, that's just the up to. That means what he's facing. It doesn't mean that's going to be anywhere near what he ends up getting. Don't worry. We won't hear about it. In New York City, a former NYPD officer was convicted last Friday of conspiring to rob a drug dealer, attempted theft, and unlawful use of a bulletproof vest, but acquitted of armed robbery charges. Hector Alvarez and his partner, Officer Miguel Castillo, had received a tip that a drug dealer kept loads of cash at his Rutherford, New Jersey home and decided to shake him down to the tune of half a million dollars. In May of 2007, the pair drove to his home and flashed a fake search warrant in a bid to get in, but the dealer refused to let them in and scuffled with them. They left empty-handed, but not before attracting the attention of a neighbor who called police. They were picked up as they headed for the Lincoln Tunnel. Castillo pleaded guilty in December to armed robbery and is now serving a seven-year sentence. Alvarez is looking at five to ten years, but has already served three awaiting trial. There's more. In West Palm Beach, Florida, 11 state prison guards and five others have pleaded guilty to cocaine possession and conspiracy charges after a two-year state and federal investigation into corruption in Palm Beach County prisons. Yeah, this one, uh, this one's great. And um, this is, you know, it's the Florida correctional system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no, having been in the Florida correctional system, it seems so silly to me. They get, what, 11 people here? They spent two years with the FBI investigating these people. Listen. Think about it for a second. How much money would you take to move cocaine to the in, from the outside of the prison to the inside of the prison? 
I mean, you've got kids to feed, you've got things you want to buy. The question isn't whether or not somebody will do it in most cases, it's how much they'll do it for. And that's what's so sad here. These people aren't bad people. They're they're just people who are trying to make ends meet. Correctional officers don't make that much money. They get more in West Palm than they do in mm-hmm. most of the state because there's this uh, the sliding scale. But uh, you know, they're, they're not bad people. They just want to make a few extra bucks, and this is a way to do it. The cops that are robbing people are definitely bad people, though. The, as, as we mentioned right. earlier, I'm talking armed about robbery. these police, uh, these uh, law enforcement officers uh, for the correctional system. But that's just it. This uh, these these positions of power attract. The criminals, the absolute thugs, the psychopaths, the sadists, it attracts them, and it just attracts, like you say, normal people that are just looking for a job but are easily corruptible. Uh, And that's how it is. There's more, though, to the story. Uh, According to uh, the Drug War War Chronicle, the guards worked at Glades Correctional Institution, Florida Road Prison, and South Bay Correctional Institution. Another parallel probe by the sheriff's office in Palm Beach and the state's attorney resulted in the arrest of six more prison guards, this time on charges of bribery, induction of contraband into a correctional institution, and conspiracy. In St. Louis, a former jail guard was sentenced last Friday to 30 months in prison for smuggling what she thought was heroin for an inmate who was working with authorities. Peggy O'Neill had pleaded guilty to a felony charge. That's just a political thing. If they just got one officer, they they were after them specifically uh, you know i mean this this is just i can tell you that the officers moved drugs in i knew names in andover massachusetts a former trial court officer was sentenced to three years in prison on federal drug distribution charges it just goes on and on there's more coming up your calls about anything 800-259-9231 take control MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Got a lot of different features on our website. Unlike those other talk show hosts, though, we give ours away. You can go and you can watch the webcam. You don't have to log in or or pay any kind of fee. You just click and enjoy. Uh, Go to cam.freetalklive.com. If you want to go see us on the cam, then we'll let you go see us on the cam. So head on over. Uh, And and you can actually chat with other people at the same time. Uh, So the webcam and the chat room all on the same page, all for free at cam.freetalklive.com. Oh, by the way, Cam brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Okay. For how many summers have you tried to change your life, lose a little weight, eat healthier, exercise more and stress less? Here's Mike Buck all the way from Hawaii with how Nature Bee's Plan B can help. Hello there, Free Talk Live. And you're right. And it's not going to be able to spread the word about Plan Nature Bee. It's the best one your body could ask for. Look at this. It's so good. It comes from high in the Southern Alps in clean green New Zealand. No pollutants, chemicals, or toxins of any kind. And you take these two little golden capsules every day like we do, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get every single one of the 22 essential elements for good health. You're going to fortify your immune system, and it doesn't matter what program you're on. 
Yeah, I can really vouch for that. I've uh, since I've been started take, taking Nature B, um, you know, it's it's helped a digestional issue I had, and I have really never slept as soundly as I I do on Nature B. In other words, I feel great. Say more. Um, say no more. What's the deal? And uh, how do we get Nature B delivered right to our door, Mike? You got it. You know what? Any one of those benefits is worth the price of admission. And speaking about that, it's really, really not expensive. Six months supply of Nature B, ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. We bonus free talk live. There's three extra months. That's nine for the price of six with a money back guarantee. And all you have to do is call school free all the way to Clean Green, Auckland, New Zealand, eight six six. Eight three four eight three five five. That's one eight six six eight three four eight three five five. Or all over the internet at naturebee. That's naturebee.com. Okay, everyone, get back on track with Nature Bee, and don't forget their 100% money-back guarantee. Call the Plan B line at one 834 8355 or go online to naturebee.com. And everybody who's bought the Nature Bee so far um, and, and given us such great re- results, thank you. And uh, trust me, this is a great product, Nature Bee. All right, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, Mark, you've got something that you want to share about Immigration. I know it's been beaten to death on uh, this particular program. Oh, I don't mind it on weeknights. But yeah, yeah, we're doing it on a weeknight, so that way it doesn't get completely beaten down uh, by uh, phone calls. Normally on a Saturday night show, if anybody even mentions immigration, our viewpoints, uh, if we speak our views on immigration, it's a guaranteed rest of the show will be about immigration. Uh, So it probably won't be the same here. We'll get to that. It's five what is it? Five uh, things? It's the five rings of immigration hell. The five rings of immigration hell. We'll find out what that's all about here. But also, uh, right now, there was another story that I mentioned. I think it was last night we also did not get to. From WJZ in Baltimore. Several Marylanders face felony charges for recording their arrests on camera. And others have been intimidated to shut their cameras off. And it's touched off a legal controversy. A uh, man whose arrest was caught on video faces felony charges from the Maryland State Police for recording it on camera. Maryland State Police bureaucrat says, We are enforcing the law, and we don't make any apologies for that. <laughs> right. They don't. And as I understand this Maryland law, I maybe, uh, maybe I'm getting the story confused uh, with, with some other uh, location, but in this Maryland it's, uh, law, it's specifically designed not as the, the cops are charging them incorrectly, as they do in so many places. This is specifically designed so that the police can arrest people for felony charges for filming them going about their duties. Well, we knew it was that way in Illinois and in Massachusetts. I'm not sure about Maryland's law. I don't, don't have the details on that, but let's learn more. Video of another arrest at the Preakness quickly made its way online, despite an officer issuing a warning to the person who shot it saying, do me a favor and turn that off. It's illegal to videotape anybody's voice or anything else against the law in the state of Maryland. But is he right? Can police stop you from recording their actions like a beating at the University of Maryland College Park? The ACLU says no, according to their spokesperson. For the government to be saying it has the power to prevent citizens from doing that is profoundly shocking, troubling, and particularly in the case of Maryland, simply flat out wrong. According to David Roach from the ACLU, under Maryland law, conversations in private cannot be recorded without the consent of both people involved. But... Can that be applied to incidents such as one caught on tape three years ago where a Baltimore officer arrested a teenager at the Inner Harbor in public? In fact, I think we talked about that when it uh, when it happened. It was this out of control, uh, just crazy cop that comes up and harasses some skateboarders. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, when you tell me to turn it off, uh, excuse me, when you tell me to turn it off because it's against the law, you've proven to me that I'm not secretly taping you, said, said law professor Byron Wonkren. He doesn't have the right to say, if you don't stop recording me, I'm going to arrest you. Well, he can say whatever he wants to. Uh, the cops can lie to you to get you to obey them if they want. Sure, they, they lie all the time to so, get compliance. So he has a complete right to, uh, to tell lies. It's just that uh, what he's saying is that by their own rules, it shouldn't be illegal. The last official interpretation of Maryland's, Maryland's law came from the previous attorney genital saying it was legal for officers to record video on dash cams. Delegate Sand, because again, it's always legal for them to record you in public, uh, but you recording them is another story. Well, that would be holding uh, the government responsible, and nobody wants that. Now, Certainly not them. Uh, Delegate Sandy Rosenberg is pushing the current attorney genital for his opinion on whether you can record them, too. He said uh, if he finds there are circumstances where it's illegal under existing law to tape public actions by police or other officials, then it's appropriate for me to introduce a bill to change that statute. At this point, the attorney genital has not indicated whether he will issue an opinion clarifying this law. And why should he? He has no obligation to do that. It's not his job to clarify the law for yeah, people, I right? Remember, wasn't it? Uh, was it in Virginia where the uh, where where the, uh, the the I don't know one of the head cops? I think it was the uh, one of the persecutors there. Basically said, these are, this is what the police are there for. They're to protect you from this. You don't need to videotape them. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was just crazy to him. He was actually protecting or uh, you know defending this. How can anyone say that it's it's my obligation to pay for police, but I shouldn't be able to watch them and film them right, and show your their servants. actions to someone else? They're your supposed servants, but you can't provide evidence of what they're doing as your so-called servant. Yeah. Right. Well, I think I, I think that nobody is really of the opinion that they are in fact servants, right? I mean, does anyone believe that? I think people believe that. They, they, people tell them we've heard we've heard people call in to uh, to allude to that idea that these are our servants and we need to get them under control. Well, I think. <laughs> well, if you need to get them under control, then they aren't really your servants. No, clearly they're not. But they they still have this fantasy that well, if we just elect the right people, they'll be servants again. I mean, we pay their paychecks. Which you don't, actually. Is it your signature that's on uh, the paychecks? Yeah, it's your money that's going into their paychecks, but you're not actually their employer. You uh, don't actually have... It's really not even your money because it's been stolen from you. You gave it up. Um, you know, you, you, you sent it to them. If a, uh, if, if a criminal steals your wallet and then goes buys himself a sandwich with it, is it your money he's buying the sandwich with? I Possibly. Suppose you, I suppose you can call it that, but you're not eating the sandwich. You can't prove that it's your money that he's spending on the sandwich, but yeah. uh, there's a good chance. I'm eating this sandwich for your own good. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. The five circles of immigration hell are coming up. We'll explain those and take your phone calls about whatever you might want to discuss. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, and they include our Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, you can get involved at shrine.freetalklive.com. The five things, five uh, circles, uh, rather, of immigration hell, Mark, is from crack.com. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that most people uh, that are, you know, American citizens don't have and – they, and they say things like, well, I, I respect immigrants. I, I when just, they do it legal. I just want them to do it legally, like my grandma and grandpa did who do came it. from faraway land. Do it the right way. The yeah. right way. Because it's right to bow down to bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. and do whatever the hell it is they tell you to. That's the right thing. You can take that stand if you want, but I, I think that there's a there's another position in there, which is, hey, you know, if you're, you know, immigrant grandparents from Ireland or, uh, you know, Italy or wherever it is that they came from, came over in the late 19th century, early 20th century, they came over with an entirely different set of rules than people are dealing with now. You're not, you're comparing entirely different federal government. Yeah. You're, you're not even comparing kumquats and grapefruits anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) you're talking, you're comparing a a kumquat to a truckload of oranges. Uh, It's, it's an entirely different thing. So this is from crack.com and it's entitled. So you want to be an American, the five circles of immigration hell. Hardcore anti-immigrant types in places like, say, Arizona, say it's not about racism. It's the fact that people crossing the border are breaking the law. Sure, America. laws. Sure, America's awesome, but the country lets you in, um, lets in a lot of immigrants through nice legal channels, right? Why don't these Mexicans just try it that way? Well, having gone through immigration myself, and I should give this, uh, this is mm. C. Co- Coville, um, is, is the only name that uh, the author gives. Yeah. <laughs> having gone through immigration myself in 19, uh, 2009. Oh, okay. Wow. So relatively recent. The legal way. I can tell you right now there's a reason. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that breaking the law is the way to go, but I'm saying that when you make the legal pathway to something long, baffling, infuriating mm-hmm. enough, many people are going to skip it in favor of the easy option, even yep. if choosing that option makes them a criminal. So, are you part of the huddled masses yearning to breathe free as an American? No, you're probably part of the braying jerks that tell them they've got to go through this uh, this this mire here. All right, step one: the application. This is t- and, and, and they have a little time and a little cost for each one of these. So I'll give you the time and the cost. Step one, the application. Three to six months, $1,000. As a bright-eyed Australian starting my immigration journey, I looked forward to my dealings with the American government. After all, these guys are powerful enough to run the whole world, right? Surely the whole operation must run pretty smoothly. I studied the instructions using my best. This guy speaks English. He's from Australia. Studying my best American bureaucracy to English dictionary. Carefully 
ticked the no box in the question asking, are you a terrorist? According, <laughs> accordingly, I prepared all the pieces of information that the Department of Homeland Security requested. My original birth certificate, proof of citizenship, lo- lists of every address I've ever lived at, details of every employer oh, I've ever Lord. worked for, a police check, a dozen passport-sized photos, affidavits, a stack of financial documents. And a partridge in a pear tree. No problem. I sent it all when in with the several hundreds of dollars of processing fees and knew it would take Wait three a minute. Th- oh, I was going to say, it, it seems like it would take three months just to get all that crap together. Well, th- that's before that. And knew it would take three to six months for them to process it. I was rejected. <laughs> it turned out my initial application was returned because while I had attached a police certificate that proved I didn't have a criminal record, I hadn't attached fingerprints. Apparently, according to the DHS, the Australian police force is not yet advanced enough to have thought of prosecuting crimes and um, using fingerprints. The Americans, therefore, needed a set of prints just to make sure I hadn't gotten away with any crimes that had slipped past my homeland's investigation system which consists mostly of shoving suspects against walls and yelling, you call that a knife, until someone confesses. <laughs> now, <laughs> crocodile, crocodile dungeon <laughs> joke. Uh, now, did he lose? The, I wonder if he lost a thousand bucks on that one. Did, do you get to put another thousand in the I'm sure it's several hundred. Time? Again, I'm sure it's ag- again. I'm sure, right. you're sure you have to do it. Fine. Do it again. Fingerprints attached this time. Now we advance to step two, the screw up. Now, this oh, is, boy. I'm, they, they use different terminology and, and it cracked, and I just want to make it's that That's an clear. F up there, right? Yeah. yeah. The time, three months. Cost, 100 to $1,000. <laughs> when it comes to the American immigration process, there will always be a screw-up. Yeah. Always. And this is where Americans don't get it. These people are even less beholden to you than, say, the Department of Motor Vehicles. The people that they're dealing with don't even have a vote. They're not considered real people. Yep. I mean, think about how you feel about non-citizens and realize that the bureaucrats deal with them on a regular basis. They're not even real people, so you don't have to give them even a modicum of service. The level of service you might get at the Department of Motor Vehicles or you know, how it was at one point in, in your, your history, they don't get that. And his claim that there's always a screw-up is absolutely. absolutely on target. There may have been, there certainly have been some instances where there hasn't been a script, but I'd say screw-ups are far more the majority than they are the minority. With this much paperwork, this many incomprehensible mm-hmm. instructions, the DHS workforce that apparently I spends... I can only imagine. I mean, wait, hold on a second. He uses the term incomprehensible, and you made a great point that this guy speaks English, uh, and he finds these incomprehensible... I can't even handle looking at a paragraph of legalese, let alone uh, pages and pages and reams of you know documentation of what, as far as what they're demanding and in what order it needs to be uh, put together and all of the the minutia that they're that they're looking for. It's got to be absolutely maddening. Uh, it absolutely does. And the DHS workforce that apparently spends all its time arranging competitions about which immigrant hopeful set sent in the funniest passport size photos. It's inevitable. But here's the important part. No matter who makes the mistake, it's up to you to solve it. Yep. In my case, the the, uh, screw-up was performed by a border guard who forgot to take a piece of paper from my passport, which proved I left America after an earlier visit and hadn't overstayed my visa. So they thought he was still there. Yes. So this kind of thing is quite common. 
Once I figured, what does the border guard care? Does the border guard lose his job for not filing the proper pieces of paper? No, no, this person isn't even a citizen. Who cares? Well, right. Even if you could identify which border guard it was, which is likely not possible. No, I I couldn't tell uh, you the names of any of the officers that stamped any of my passports going through any bureaucracy in any country I've ever been. They don't leave a paper trail after you're done. No, it's a boom, boom, stamp, and that's it. So it doesn't uh, have their name on so it. So even if you could figure out which border, border guard it was that dropped the ball, he he's not responsible for making a mistake. When bureaucrats f up, then that's just it. They just make a mistake, and it's no skin off their back. Once I had figured out what had happened, I frantically collected the mountain of paperwork to prove that I indeed <laughs> returned to my country. Credit card records, work transcripts, plane ticket wow. stubs, etc., only to find that the office in Kentucky that I sent my proof to would not confirm that it had received this proof for another three months. Note that this was wow. not the waiting time uh, to process the documents and decide whether you're adequate, but the waiting time for somebody to wander into the mailroom, pick up the envelope, and confirm that mm. it is in fact there. Me? I never heard back from them. To this day, I'm not sure if they ever received the proof. The problem was either sorted out or the mistake itself was lost in the bureaucratic incompetence. <laughs> I'll be suddenly deported eight oh. years from now. So, wow. step three, the medical check. Two to three weeks. This is a short one, huh? A thousand dollars for a medical check. Wow. When was the last time you've been to a doctor? What did it cost? Uh, it's been a long time. Once your application is a physical in, doesn't cost that much, though. Once your application is in and all the scripts are sorted out, it's time to start in on the medical check, a process that makes sure you're worthy to enter the sterile, disease-free, clean zone that is modern America. This check usually consists of a general exam, a chest x-ray for tuberculosis, and a blood test for STDs, and proof of past vaccinations. We'll come back with more. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. One man's story of what it was like immigrating legally to the united states and uh, it sounds like it's just what we've heard it's exactly spot on more coming up are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own mark warden the porcupine realtor will help you find the perfect property do you want a home with 50 acres of land how about an income producing building perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area invest in liberty and property Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. We give you the features there for free. Now, if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the sale. So normally that money would go into Amazon's pocket. Instead, they send it to us because we sent them the business. You're going to do your shopping anyway. You might as well do it through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to get the stuff that you're looking for and to get it at a great price. In fact, I uh, just bought a, a, a new... Um, screen one of those little screen protectors for a new cell phone on amazon and i got a better price than i would have gotten on ebay uh from the amazon guy and you get great prices great products brand new even used items uh, at amazon and we get a, uh, a cut so start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com 
As we continue from Crack.com, Mark, the five circles of immigration hell uh, as experienced by the man that was writing the article. Coming from Australia, he wanted to immigrate to the United States, began the process. And just give me a quick recap of the uh, the circles that we've been through so far and how long and how much the, how long they took and how much it cost. Well, circle one was the application. That's three to six months, $1,000. Circle two was the screw-up. Um, and that was uh, three months and an additional one hundred to one thousand dollars. And he claims, and I believe that it's just entirely believe it's true that there's a screw up more often than there's not. He said every time, but uh, I, I suspect more often than not is probably the best way to describe it. Now we're on to the medical check, which is a thousand dollars. And this check usually consists of a general exam, a chest X-ray for tuberculosis, a blood test for STDs, and proof of vaccinations. We're already up to almost three thousand uh, dollars here. Where do you get a thousand dollars for this general exam, chest X-ray, uh, blood test? It probably has to be through their particular doctor, right. and it's just a sweet little deal. Yeah. So we're already up to th- we're at step three, and we're already up to three th- about three thousand bucks. And doesn't it say on the Statue of Liberty uh, to send poor people here? And- yeah, your your huddled masses yearning to how, be free. How how I don't know about you, Mark, but most people I know don't really have three grand they can just toss around. Um, I'm sure that your uh, grandparents didn't pay, pay the equivalent of what three grand three thousand dollars is now Mm-mm. to get in the country. No, please just don't gonna, act like that's true. It was just to get on the boat and get the hell over here. Yeah, really get, you get on the boat, you drop off at Ellis Island for three days. Uh, they mess up your last name, and off you go, or whatever. Anyway, let's continue the. Uh, well, story. one can't complain about that. The last thing America needs is the French wandering in with its uh, play grants and, and nesting in their suitcases. <laughs> and okay, there's the fact that they assume the doctors you have in your. Uh, filthy koala-infested country have no idea what they're doing, so you can only be approved by one of the doctors in their exam. Does that mean you have to – wait a minute. Does that mean that you actually have to fly to the United States to get ex- exam uh, examined, or are there certain doctors in Australia that it have says the that seal you, it's of It's one approval? of their approved doctors, okay. so it could very well be um, one of theirs, but I suspect you're already here or something. You've probably been – Maybe. A, some level of approval at that point. In fact, in my home state of four. Hundreds thousand square miles and 1.5 million people. There was exactly one doctor deemed trustworthy. There you go. By the DHS go. Secretary Janet Napolitano <laughs> to check me for disease. One this means that the sole American-approved doctor, knowing he was a monopoly and you don't have a, didn't have a choice, will yep. charge several hundred dollars to listen to your chest and ask you a couple of health background <laughs> questions. And how long do you have to wait to get in to see him? Too. I mean, how how backed up is he with people that want to immigrate? I guess it doesn't really matter if it's, it's all just a, such a sweet deal. He can charge whatever he wants. But you can never be too careful when it comes to disease, right? Well, the thing is, at the time I embarked on my medical check, I had already spent three months in America on a tourist visa, <laughs> meaning that I didn't need to apply for a visa or do anything other than show up at LAX with a passport during those um, three months. So he was able to come to America and for three months. And infect everybody. Yeah. During yeah. those three months, I'd had ample opportunity to breathe the air, cough on people with my foreign disease-infested it's lungs, so and share used needles with schoolchildren while bleeding openly <laughs> into the water supply. It's so obvious. It's just a scam. This guy is, uh, this is probably one of the best immigration stories I've heard. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Had I wanted to, I could have disappeared inside the borders and yep. stayed in as illegal, infecting, inflicting my <laughs> unvaccinated self on the country for all time. And, you know, this is one of the things that the, the last vestiges of the people that will say, and, and it was for me, too, that we have to have some kind of immigration bureaucracy because of That's the people disease. with disease and the people that are convicted uh, of terrible crimes in their countries. Right. You have to have the immigration bureaucracy in order to keep those people out. 
But the fact is, those people can come anyway. Look, hey, wait a second, people. I've traveled to 13 countries. I'm a convicted murderer. I'm telling you that people, they don't check these things. Mm. Other countries didn't do it. I've been to major, you know, major Western countries around the world. They took my little tourist dollars in Italy just fine. Mm. England, they did too. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I don't imagine that the United States of America, I know that, that Canada has rules against it, but you can get through. I did. I've been to Canada since, uh, since the, I got kicked, thrown in jail and kicked out. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I did a midnight insertion. Just whoosh, Went right through. All right. Give me more. So, despite this, America is only interested in protecting her citizens from my foreign germs when I actually applied for a visa to immigrate legally. In other words, the socioeconomic class that can actually afford the time and money to pay for legal immigration process, the ones who are most likely to be healthy, vaccinated, and non-consumptive are the ones whose health and germs America worries about the most. Doesn't that make you feel safe? Uh, you know, it's 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 an amazing indictment on this this stupid stupid bureaucracy yep. that people think is protecting them in some way or another from the uh, the the Mongol hordes or wh- whatever it is they imagine. Well, that's what George Bush and Barack Obama say. Is they say they're out there to keep you safe. They're out there to protect you. That must be what they're doing. The interviews. Nobody ever checks into these things. No, they just take their word for it. And why? Sh- they're too busy to to, uh, to look into the details about what immigration really means. They're too busy with their own lives, so they just and shouldn't they be? You know, the problem is, is they're interested in other people's lives and how it is that they come to live on this landmass yeah. and compete with their labor for their jobs or whatever is that is their claim. The interviews, time four to six weeks, cost ten to one thousand dollars. Since you've submitted your medical documents and waited around for another couple of weeks, you'll, uh, you will advance to being interviewed face-to-face at the local American consulate in your home country. Mm-hmm. Depending on the location of the consulate, this could mean a 10-minute drive or more likely a plane ride to another city. Or if you're like me and there are already, um, you are already an American tourist, you can simply go to a nearby office. Oh, no, wait. You need to fly out of America to the other side of the planet to meet with the Americans in Australia. <laughs> But at least you'll have plenty of excitement when you get there. Here, here's some hoops. Jump through them. Yeah. Because being interviewed for an American immigration visa is a bit like a job interview. If uh, job interviews scanned you at the doctor uh, at the door for weapons, made you go up to a secret elevator flanked by two guards, confiscated your bag and cell phone, wow. sat you in a high, um, holding room clutching your bundle of documents until they called your name, and How then barked pe- inappropriate uh, <laughs> intimate questions at you though through the bulletproof glass. In other words, wow. not unless you want to work for Apple. I don't know what that means. Wow. Even some of this is is shocking to me, right? Can you imagine going through this and still thinking to yourself, "Yeah, it's the land of the free, this America place." I'm really it's excited probably about you're in love here. with. I'm just guessing that this guy was in love with some girl. I think that I saw that somewhere in the article, oh. but it, um, you know, I've I've read it all the way through, but I, I I I haven't come across it yet. Got it. Again, once inside, you'll have to persuade the un- unsympathetic American consulate worker glaring at you from behind the thick glass that you're worthy to enter their country. Since I'd been staying in the U.S. for three months and only come back to Australia for this conversation, it mostly consisted of me trying to convince her that I had not, in fact, been radicalized by Al-Qaeda on the plane (laughs) ride out of Los Angeles. She seemed skeptical. The good news was uh, about this interview, though, is that that it usually is the last step before you're actually physically allowed in the U.S. on an immigration visa. Mm -hmm. But alas, it's not all, all over that easily. 
If you're immigrating to the U.S. because of marriage, like I was, there it is, ah. you and your American partner get to have another interview once you get back in the States in order to prove that you're really in love. Before Whoa. this interview, I thought that proving <laughs> love would be something either uh, really inappropriate or really cool, like maybe being uh, interrogated by the lie-detecting English guy on the TV who would uh, lean over the table and scream that, uh, that this wasn't love and that I don't know what love was. But no, proving love the American immigration way is like everything else in the process, submitting paperwork, mostly about things mm-hmm. like joint leases and combined checking accounts. Romeo and Juliet would probably have failed this test because chances are they didn't possess a photocopy of their joint life insurance policy. I don't think I have one either. Um, and I have a separate accounts, too. Then there are wow. the questions in front of your new spouse under oath that you're asked if you have ever been involved in a series of common crimes like communism, war crimes, or sex trafficking. And in this uh, type of environment, it's not really cool to answer, yeah, there was the one massacre I was uh, working for Fidel Castro back in 1970s, but I forgot to mention that in the application until now. <laughs> Furthermore, in order to install all the new immigrants in a healthy brand of self-loathing that will render them docile, the interviewer then asks a ser- set of questions which are impossible for anyone who is not Jesus to answer honestly. There's more to this, yes? Yes. All right, we'll come back here. The remaining uh, bits of the five circles of immigration hell. What's it really take to get here? And this guy's got it easy. He's got a marriage. So it's and harder for other people. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves as we launch into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com actually allows you to influence some of the things we'll talk about on the air here. Of course, the best way to influence those uh, subjects is to call in and bring them, bring them up. That's certainly the guaranteed way to get your stuff on. But the website's a pretty good method. You can go there and you can submit different show prep suggestions. Other listeners will see them and they can vote them up or vote them down depending on whether they like them or not. And the most popular items make it to the front page and the top of our website. So it's, a, it's if, even if it doesn't make it on the air, as most of the uh, suggestions don't, it's still a great resource for listeners who appreciate freedom because... Uh, that tends to be our listenership. Uh, they go and they interact and they can uh, they can submit different ideas that, uh, that you might not have heard of. Well, you might get a news story that you've never seen before by visiting the front page of freetalklive.com on a daily basis. So freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We'll get to your phone calls here in a moment. But uh, just to wrap things up, 
at the beginning of the hour, we last hour we're telling you about the five circles of immigration hell. It's an article written over at crack.com by a man who knows he's been through it. He's been through the morass of uh, the immigration bureaucracy, and it's an expensive and costly endeavor. Uh, costly as far as your time, and also expensive in regards to uh, it's costly the in your of money. sanity too. Yeah. So, uh, so at first, uh, at first, you have to apply, and that requires all kinds of like a mountain of paperwork and a thousand dollar application fee. Uh, then they screw something up. Then there's this uh, medical screening that uh, that he had to go to, and uh, which was only administered by one doctor in the entire state in Australia in which he lived. That cost a lot of money as well because the doctor knows he's the only person that can be gone to for these sorts of things. So that was about a thousand bucks. Then it was the interview. Is yeah, that right? the, the interview, and that can be between ten and a thousand dollars, depending on you know what it costs you. In this case, he was in the United States on a, uh, a you know a visa, not a visa, but he was just visiting. Essentially, yeah. he could come, he could go away, and then come back for three months to be with his wife. Um, you know, was off, I guess I don't know how long he had to put in between those trips, but he could come for three months at a time and just visit without any kind of paperwork at all. But in order to get interviewed, he had to fly back to Australia to be interviewed to be able to come to the United States with a piece of paper this time, yeah. you know, authorizing him to be here. And he said, and, you know, he's talking about how the, uh, the, the questioning is going in front of the bureaucrat and his, and his uh, wife. And then there's the questioning in front of your new spouse under oath. You were asked if you've ever been involved in a series of common crimes like communism, war crimes, or sex trafficking, and that um, and this type of environment, it's really not cool to answer. Yeah, there was that one massacre. I was working for Fidel Castro back in the 1970s. I forgot to mention it on the application until now. Furthermore, in order to install the new immigrants a healthy brand of self-loathing that will render them docile, the interview asks a set of questions which are impossible for anyone who is not Jesus to answer honestly. Among these are, have you ever broken any laws? <laughs> have you ever discriminated against or persecuted anyone because of their race, sex, or religious beliefs? Answering yes to any of these questions will get you back to step one, and so, of course, you perjure yourself. So the next time you meet a legal immigrant to America, keep in mind that he that if he has ever driven over the speed limit or yep. pulled a girl's hair in second grade because he, he liked lied. her, then that man is a filthy filthy liar mm. so <laughs> here is the this is the reason the, the thing that pushed me over the edge just is a great article but this was the thing that truly pushed me over the edge and making sure that we read it the idea that the illegal immigrants are illegal is once again fallacious because all the immigrants are illegal because the u.s government forces them to perjure themselves in order to get in here. order to come here so there's no such thing as an illegal immigrant wow all immigrants to this country are illegal because the u.s government asks them such stupid questions that they must perjure themselves so therefore their immigration status is illegal is 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 uh sus is is voided well maybe it's not all of them there could be that one immigrant who's never broken any laws anywhere throughout the entirety of his life i no i don't believe it i, I don't really think if, there is that if guy, their country is there anything could be. anything like this one where there's so many laws that it's impossible then you know <laughs> then that that kind of question is just so stupid and yeah. don't forget um they not only didn't break any laws but they didn't uh, persecute anyone based on their race their sex or religious beliefs so they've never told a uh, a Jew joke. They've never told a black joke. Made they've, fun of the fat kid at school. Yeah, they've never done any of these things. Come on.
Come on, people. You still believe in this bureaucracy? This is still what you want to subject people to? Don't ever use the term illegal immigrant again, because they're all illegal. Moving on. All right. So um, the the step five is the screw it stage. This is this time is approximately one year, and the cost is your youthful optimism. <laughs> As a legal immigrant, it is now almost a year since you submitted your application to join your wife, husband, family member, or employer in America. The Department of Homeland Security is now has a folder on you thicker than Mel Gibson's file of Zionist agents active in Hollywood, containing everything. That's one of the worst parts, by the way, about all this is that. They're coming here, a lot of immigrants, you know, are coming here with the idea that this is a more free place. But during this entire process, they should come to the realization that there's nothing uh, resembling freedom to be found here. Obviously, by just the uh, the Nazi-esque things that, uh, I don't know if Nazi-esque is the right word, but the uh, the very intimidating Byzantine. Bureaucracy, uh, bureaucratic things. But they were talking about, like, uh, guards at the elevator and uh, bulletproof glass for the interview and just this very frightening atmosphere of oppression uh, being placed upon these people that just want to come here and, and, in many cases, make a better life for themselves. So they should be pretty. Uh, it should be pretty crystal clear on that uh, by the time they get here. And interviewing anybody in that fashion, like putting somebody into that environment, it's for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to intimidate. Right. Yeah. It's got to suck the uh, the enthusiasm right out of anybody that uh, that wants to come here. And uh, and then once you're all said and done, presuming you manage to get through this process with your sanity intact. Uh, and you've been approved, then you get to come here, and they know everything about you. There's, there's nothing, you can't really fly under the radar uh, at that point. I mean, you, you've begun a new life where you are a, you, you've, you've transferred to the new farm, you're a slave from Australia, coming here to be a slave in the United States, and because of that transfer process, they've got all the goods on you. Whereas if you're just born here, you can fly under the radar, especially if your parents don't get you a, a you know social security number and tie you into the system. You have a much great, greater level of freedom than somebody who comes here as an immigrant. Can you imagine if your parents don't give you uh, a, a social security number and you try to go to some other country that has a, a Kafka-esque uh, you know, bureaucracy that uh, checks on immigration there? It's crazy. So what else is uh, the rest here? All right. So the... Um uh, what was this phase again? Step five? This was step five, and I'm just trying to figure out. You cut me off in the middle of a sentence Sorry here, so that. I'm trying to, to figure out how to best. Uh, so the DHS now has a folder on you thicker than Mel Gibson's file yeah. of Zionist agents active in Hollywood containing everything from your birth certificate to the address of the cinema you worked for a month when you were 18. You're a conditional permanent resident, and by now you've paid another $1,000 to apply for a green card. <laughs> the, submitted, um, the submitted another uh, stack of documents for that. But by now, your American partner no longer trusts his or her government and is now living in a heavily armed shack in the woods plastered with pictures of Janet um, Napolitano with X's scratched across her face in black crayon. (laughs) Your employer gave up dealing with the paperwork months ago and hired a nice man from Kansas. You still can't open a bank account, not even a joint one, because the 2001 Patriot Act requires a Social Security number for that process, and you don't have one of those. What's that take? Because of the pro- application process is a dark labyrinth. Well, and that means that you have to deal with those uh, ch- buy here pay- those check cashing places. Mm-hmm. Those are the only places you can do business. Wow. I, I mean, if you get a check and you don't have a bank account, what do you do? You can cash them at Walmart. 
Really? That's that's good news. So, <laughs> hooray for Walmart, man. Walmart to the Saving rescue. Saving people from... I believe there's a small free fee, but it's like a couple bucks, and it would yeah. be way more Better worth than it than a check cash. cash. Thank yeah. goodness. I, 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 I haven't lived like that too much, so... No, I haven't either. I only know because at work, a lot of the kids don't have bank accounts, and they always go to Walmart. Tell them to get a bank account. Yeah. The, um, but if you want to get a social security number as an immigrant, how do you go through that process? What's that take? I, I, I'm used to, he's still working on that. Oh, jeez. Because the application is a dark labyrinth in which God has suspended reason and logic, there you will, for instance, be asked to supply a photocopy of a, of a document, <laughs> and then later told the copying the said document is illegal. one 800 259 You're welcome to share your story with us. Uh, you can also bring up absolutely anything. Does he have more, by the way? Mark? Yeah, this All is right, a we'll little get, bit more. A little bit more here of the uh, five like circles of immigration hell. Coming up. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They are right there on the front page of the website. You can go into the podcast, go all the way back to 2009, uh, the beginning of 2009. It's all free for you freetalklive.com take the startpage.com's seven day challenge for seven days use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference you'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines but unlike your old search engine you'll have complete privacy in your search you can also use the proxy link beneath each search result to uh, to surf privately to each one of the websites that, uh, that that come up with the inside the search you can start the seven day challenge today at startpage.com all right, we continue here. Uh, we'll get right into the calls here in a moment. But, Mark, you had a few more thoughts or a few more uh, sentences to share from the Crack.com story, The Five Circles of Immigration Hell. Yeah, this is the final one, and this is the step five, screw it, uh, which takes about a year, and it costs the costs. Um, all the rest of them have been in dollars. This one is your youthful optimism is what it costs you. At some point within a cloud of despair, you'll realize that you could have simply caught a plane from your homeland to Central America bribed a friendly drug lord to get you across the border, and then paid someone to give you a dead guy's social security number. That process would have saved you a year of your life, several tons of money, and your sense of trust, the basic competence in the American government and the authority, and authority in general. Sure, you might be breaking the law. Sure, you might end up dying of thirst in the desert, your bleached bones standing as an ironic example of the drawing power of the American dream. But at least one of the drug lords are going to casually pull you aside at the airport and ask you if... Uh, if you've ever been convicted of genocide, oh, none of the none, of, them, none yeah. of the drug lords are going to do that. So, you know, this is just a, a guy's experience, and I think that it's it's very common in trying to uh, to be an American citizen. And and just listening to it is so eye opening. I think, especially for somebody that doesn't have any idea, somebody that is just out there touting off the talking points that he hears on the Republican radio shows. Well, it's a national laws, and uh, you need to go through the process. 
there's there's uh, there's there's rules in place because well we have to figure out who can come here and who can't and you know, that's just the way things need to be but they don't right. have any idea what those rules are and right. how onerous they, they what are they're not taking into account that it costs three thousand dollars and imagine what three thousand dollars is like for a poor I'd immigrant from a central side. Central America it it probably is I'm just coming up with that number but again he's that's coming probably in as a what married they earn man. in a year imagine yeah. what if you had to spend what you earn in a year yeah. in order wow. to do to do something and then you know ask yourself is that something that's reasonable to expect from these people i mean this country was built by penniless immigrants who wanted better for themselves and their children do you really want to stop that what is this country going to be like when you stop that when you start protecting fat, lazy American labor that doesn't is. want to compete in the marketplace against yeah. somebody who really wants your business. That's all this is. It really boils down to is a protectionist racket for uh, American labor. And it's just it's sad. It's so sad that these so-called free market conservatives don't even have the foggiest clue of what the free market really is. And and, I, and it's not just them. The liberals don't have a clue either, as we read that story last night. Yeah, the liberals don't claim to be for the free no, market. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, but this guy, uh, or, or rather these these people that, that call this show and they talk about the, how they love, uh, they, they love small government and freedom and the free market. But on the other hand, they're all in favor of preventing people from coming here and being free and engaging in that so-called free market. And of course, we know it's not even close not even close to being free, because if this market were a free market, then people would be able to enter and leave uh, on a whim. They would be able to enter and leave as they pleased, as uh, please was pleasing to them. And they can't. They can't because they have to go and beg some bureaucrat for permission in a series of ever madden- increasingly maddening interactions uh, involving mountains of paperwork, hours upon hours of time, uh, and thousands of th- and thousands of dollars. And again, this guy had it easy because he was married to an American. I want to know what it's like for somebody starting from zero. What's it like for somebody who doesn't know anyone here in the United States? Doesn't speak English. Doesn't speak English and wants to come and make a better life for themselves. How crazy is that situation? All you've got to do is spend, you know, X amount of years saving up the $3,000 and that might be low for the attorney because that's the only way you're going to get through this this Byzantine uh setup. It's the only Maybe. way. Maybe Maybe that's that's your best. I would say your odds are best in that situation, but it's no guarantee. You can hire an attorney and throw money at it, but there's right. you're better off having a child, saving up to send that child to America, because that's how long it's going to take you in some third world country. So let's go to your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll start things out with uh, Jeremy listening in British Columbia via the studio cam. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi there, Ian, Mark, Julia. Hey, Jeremy. Um, first of all, I just want to say this this immigration talk is kind of discouraging for me. I'd I'd love to move to the Free State Project, but they put all those goons at the border, and it definitely makes it seem like a difficult process. Well, you d- you don't have to uh, go through the immigration process to sign up for the Free State Project. It's only an intention. But anyway, go no, ahead. No, and I wouldn't necessarily have to go through the immigration process to move either. Uh, who yeah. knows what I might do someday, but... <laughs> But uh, more than that, I, I called uh, because of this article I found in the newspaper here yesterday. I'll just read a couple of lines to set it up. Uh, the cost of securing next month's G8 and G20 summits has soared to at least $833 million. Oh, wow. High-popping sum that has some wondering whether it's time to rethink how international summits are organized. Wow. Uh, 
to put that in perspective, I actually ran the math. It's about $25 per Canadian citizen, and of course it's not distributed that evenly. No. Uh, and, and $25 is enough that when I think of them taking that out of my wallet, I can think of other ways I'd rather spend it. Yeah, how annoying. I mean, <laughs> you know, what are you getting out of the G8 and G20 summits? And, and... I think for $25, I should get to go there and speak with, uh, with all the world leaders that are going to get together. <laughs> At least have them send you a snow cone or something. Something. Yeah. Is this the, uh, wait a minute, this, I'm looking here at the G8 Summit article on Wikipedia, and it says that it's happening in Canada from the 25th through the 26th. So are we saying that uh, this is $800 million for two days? 48 hours, yep. Wow. And this isn't the Olympics, people. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not the Olympics. These are more important people, Mark. These are our politicians. This is more than they paid for security for the Vancouver Olympics, even if you put it that in perspective. And that was, what, three weeks, Weeks, and a half weeks? Yeah. Um, Kind of the the one thing that came to mind is (laughs) these people claim to be representing the will of the people, and yet they feel this threatened. Yeah, right. Maybe they're not really doing what the people want. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure most of this is not about terrorists, it's about anarchists. That's, That's what it will be in the media. That's oh, those are the ones they always blame. It's almost twenty million dollars an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely absurd. I can't even imagine they're buying a lot of guns and a lot of stuff that they'll get to keep beyond this, and I'm mm-hmm. sure they're very happy about that. Wow! Thanks for sharing that. Anything else you want to uh, talk about? Tonight? Uh, one other thing, I just wanted to say I appreciate the new Sunday night show. Oh, good. And that yeah. I intend to increase my monthly amp contribution, and I'd like to suggest that others consider doing the same. Ah, oh, lovely. Thank you for that. Uh, the Free Talk Live amp program is available over at amp.freetalklive.com, and it is a great way to get behind this program. In fact, Mark, you mentioned to me that uh, the Sunday boys even have a potential advertiser knocking at your door. So uh, it's not just knocking; he's already committed. The, the, money, Bam. the, the money's been paid. That's great news. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. What did it take us to get our first advertiser, Mark? Four or five years? Uh, something, something like that. Something like that? They get one after a week. God. These, these kids these kids days, these they days, have right? it easy. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. we got a lot of features, and they're all for free, including our news updates. You go get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Uh, you'll find out via email if you sign up for our email updates, or you can follow us on Twitter or do the Facebook thing. Whatever way works best for you, we've got them over at news.freetalklive.com. I sent out a news update yesterday about a new auction that we've got going on, and boy, this is going to be this may end up being a hell of a deal for somebody. Uh, we're auctioning off the backing of our bumper sticker, 
and was looking to raise uh, $600 in order to print out a thousand stickers. We got a call from uh, from somebody who offered to do it for less. And so we're, we're looking into uh, to doing that. It was actually the, the guys who are one of our sponsors, Liberty Stickers. And the last time I talked to them, and the reason why I didn't choose them was because the last time I talked to them, they said they couldn't do the backing printing. Right. Uh, and so I just presumed that was still the case. But he called up to say, hey, we can do that now. And so he's going to get me a quote. And we're going to work out a, another, probably a lower price. But either way, we're still selling the half of the backing uh, of the Free Talk Live bumper sticker. At least a thousand stickers. Maybe we'll print more, depending on the the price that we can get. But whatever the order amount is, your advertisement will be right there on the backside, and it will take up half of the entire backing. If you're the winner at auction.freetalklive.com, you can go and place your bid. Twenty bucks right now. Twenty dollars and fifty cents is the current bid. So uh, that if it stays under a hundred bucks, I don't know where it's going to end up. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be a couple hundred when it's all said and done. But whatever it is, uh, it's going to get your message into the hands of some of the most dedicated Free Talk Live listeners out there. Yeah, and uh, if it, just go over to libertystickers.com. Check out the hundreds of liberty-oriented stickers they have over there. They have some great stuff. And now, apparently, they can do back printing, which is yep. uh, even cooler. All right, so 800-259-9231, the SACL CA, uh, CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with your calls. Rob is listening in Ontario. You're on Free Talk Live, Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, guys. And girls. Hey, Rob, uh, what's on your mind? update on the last call. Um, the, the, the latest update on the cost for the G8 and 20 is now over $1 billion. Oh, so it's no longer $800 million, uh, plus. It's gone up. It's now over uh, they, a You just can't secure bureaucrats for what you used to be able to secure them for, you know? Yeah, you know what? I uh, Do you remember the episode of, oh, gosh, what's the show called? Those, there are a couple Australian guys that host a show. Uh, it's Flight of the Concords? I don't know. That's what, what you said. Australian. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I, I don't never know actually what it's even watched it. Called. I, it's been a while, but they actually broke through the security at one of these summit type things, and they literally walked right up uh, yeah. in front of the hotel full of these these bureaucrats, people like George Bush and the you know these muckety mucks, and they very easily could have set off some sort of a device. And as I recall, it's uh, the way they did it was they kind of made themselves look. As though they were uh, part of the, the the gang, basically, they had their own limo, and yep. they had guys running out in front of it as though they were uh, security agents. Sure, who who questions somebody who's coming in a limo? Well, how about that couple that crashed the White House party? Yeah, yeah, there's that too. So, I mean, <laughs> all of it is show. I mean, they had a tremendous level of security at this event where they literally just walked uh, walked right through security because they were dressed up like they were Secret Service agents and running in front of a limousine. Yeah, and I guess if you wanted to rent a black helicopter, you, you'd be you'd have a pretty good chance too. Yep. Anyway, I tell you what I called. It was about immigration, and I, I want to put forward a, uh, a hypothesis and want your comments on it. Uh, Americans, uh, not all of them, but they can be a, a lot who like to discriminate against others. Mm-hmm. And isn't I mean, and it's politically incorrect now to discriminate uh, against, uh, you know, race, religion. But nationality seems to be uh, socially acceptable to, to discriminate, uh, you know, people from other countries. So it's, it's a, a way that they can vent their feelings of discrimination uh, uh, towards others and not be socially unacceptable for doing it. 
Well, I think that people in, in general, I think it's a natural human thing to discriminate. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Americans um, are the ones to, you know, to point out for that. But I do think that a lot of people want to come to America as opposed to moving, moving to, say, Suriname or something like that. So um, there's, you know, there's there's this uh, amount of people that are coming coming in. And that's that's kind of an issue. I can tell you that it's certainly race is involved. I can't tell you how many people I've talked about who are talking about those Mexicans and what it is they don't like about those Mexicans. This is in real life. I'm not talking about uh, them calling in on the radio. Nobody would call in on the radio and say, I hate Mexicans. They'll say those illegals when what they mean is Mexicans because they can't. How can you tell whether the illegals are living eight to a house? How could right. you know? I mean, it could be it could be any, you know, you, you don't know what their immigration status is, is if they're living eight to a house. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll make statements like that, which are pretty obvious uh, statements like, well, they come over here and they steal people's dogs and eat them. They, they come over here and they, uh, they have leprosy. And as if, you know, the immigration status of people that are stealing and eating dogs like that happens. I want to see the news stories, by the way. Because um, I don't think this, there's the same hatred or ill feelings toward Canadians that come down there and maybe perhaps work illegally because we're so uh, alike. Uh, you, you know, Americans are, Americans are themselves. We well, don't stand out. I, I think to some extent... Um, By so alike, you mean white? Yes. I think that to some extent they they have to treat you poorly, um, not not the American citizens um, themselves, but sort of the bureaucracy treats you poorly in order to treat you fairly. Do you understand what I mean? Um, I've uh, I dated a couple of girls that were Canadian citizens, and you know it was just awful uh, what they had to go through to in order to fill jobs, um, you know, and work and be productive down here. You know, yeah. they just they just came across the what the forty ninth parallel or whatever it is. Um, actually, they came from Toronto, both of them. But, um, you know, it, it, all they wanted to do was, you know, make some money just like anybody else. It's all they want to do is work for the man and scrape by like everybody else. I know, but there's no talk of building a 10-foot fence around Niagara Falls. Sure and, aren't. Right? The 10-foot fence is going to go around Mexico because yeah. they're visible minorities. Right. I think that, I think that uh, speaks to the A visible the and distasteful um, minority. I mean, Distasteful. I, that's, that's I want they, them here. That's They're, how they feel, though. I mean, that's the that's the overall, uh, you know, sort of feeling. Wouldn't you agree? Right. But why do they think that Mexicans are distasteful versus Canadians? It's because they're brown, They're right? different. Exactly. It's because they're brown. It's racism. And you know what the truth is? If you look in 25 years when the bulk of the baby boom has retired, we will need immigrants. Oh, yes. A and, lot of jobs from being doctors to being hotel cleaners. Right. And and the 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 argument about um America, you know, immigrants stealing jobs would be the same argument as people having children, right? I mean, you're entering people into the workforce to compete against your children. Um you know, if if I were to have children today, they would be competing against you know, other Americans' children's for jobs in 20 years. Why don't we have some kind of restrictions on that? The answer is it's not about jobs. It might be about jobs for people, say, that are in the uh, the construction industry, and they feel that they they don't want to move forward, they don't want to uh, you know progress to be the boss. They they just want things to be the way they were 15 years ago, and you know charging too much for too little, and and getting away with it, and coming to work drunk or whatever it is that they were doing. Yeah, people are very resistant to change, and uh, you know all over the world there's a, there's a mixing of cultures and, and of people. And that's not the way it, it was for many people. Um, but they, they forget, I mean, how, how both of our countries were settled by immigrants. 
No right. doubt about it. And I uh, share your thoughts, and I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. And those, uh, he's right, in his, especially in his earlier statement where he's pointing out that people are, are in many cases, getting over uh, racism. They're getting over uh, bigotry in some ways, but they're still divided by nationality. And it's something that the governments use to their advantage. They they use the lines between the farms, which is how I consider the the, the really countries are just big farms because they're milking you for your labor and uh, and your your money. And uh, they they keep those lines between the farms as very important because, well, those people on the other side and that other farm are different from right. us. And think about if, if you don't think the government is, is intent, you know, intent on separating you, imagine there are people out there sort of in the, uh, the ultra conservative camp that essentially the only reason they think the government should exist is to keep people out of the country. So that's the one thing that they, they think it's, it's good for. Because those people are bad, bad. And only good people are born in America. Only Americans have rights, etc., etc. Oh, by the way, I found the name of the show from Australia. I'll bring that up here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board with the show. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up using our brand new system. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and more. Go and get the details and get on board with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options at AMP. .freetalklive.com Also, HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, whether you want to create a personal blog or a complete business e-commerce website. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They make it easy for you. Use code FTL. That's FTLs in Free Talk Live. Sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Don't use code FTL. Don't get the first month free at HostGator.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're going to get back to your calls, but real quick, wanted to give you the name of the show that I was uh, I was recalling. I wasn't able. I was recalling the content, but I was not able to recall the name. Uh, it's called the Chasers War on Everything. It's an Australian. Uh, I think it's a comedy show, basically. And the what happened was during the APEC Leaders Summit in Sydney in 2007, and we did discuss this when it uh, when it went down. The two hosts of the show, along with nine of their production crew members, were arrested after they drove a fake Canadian motorcade down uh, Macquarie Street and successfully breached the APEC restricted zone. Police only realized that the motorcade was a hoax when. One of the hosts of the show, dressed as Osama bin Laden, stepped out of the car, replete with bonnet-mounted Canadian flag, and complained in character about not being invited. 
So they literally made it through. Uh, they'll give you some of the details here. Their security and were only caught because one of them was dressed like Osama bin Laden and made a bunch of uh, fuss when he got out of the uh, the limousine. The hosts of the show were immediately detained by the police and questioned and charged with entering a restricted area without special jurisdiction under the APEC Meeting Police Powers Act of 2007. All were released. <laughs> These people make their own laws. All were released on bail to appear in court in, in 20, uh, 2007, and subsequently, ABC lawyers requested for all matters to be adjourned until December of that year. If they were found guilty, they could have faced a maximum penalty of six months' imprisonment or up to two years if they were in possession of a prohibited item. Uh, the police commissioner stated the chaser stars risked being targeted by snipers during the prank. You guys shouldn't have done this. You were you were at risk by all the enemy snipers that could have been around. No, no, they, they, these are the good guy snipers. Oh, they're I see claiming, what you mean. They're claiming that <laughs> these guys got through the security, but they could have been shot by snipers. By their own, ma- yeah, by the the government snipers. I see yeah. what you're saying. Well, the, so the guys on the ground that were much closer. You know, messed up. But the guys that are up on rooftops, far, far away, were going to shoot them because they could tell that they were, in fact, uh, you know, interlopers. <laughs> the That's stunt, ludicrous. The stunt was planned and approved by the ABC lawyers under the assumption that the motorcade would be stopped. <laughs> they presumed the government had their s together and would actually uh, it, detect these people. That's what people believe. Yeah, they believe that the government can figure these things out. I would have, I'd have said it was a fifty-fifty shot. However, they managed to pass through two police security checkpoints using a fake convoy of hired limousines. According to the host, he never intended to get that far, but played along with it to make the stunt better. The footage of the prank, which was seized by the police, was returned to ABC and featured in their episode the following week. Despite condemnation by various public officials, Sydney correspondent... Sure, it makes them look as stupid and incompetent as they are. Uh, The Sydney correspondent of the BBC reported that the Chaser team had become folk heroes following the stunt. Uh, later in 2007, three members of Chaser and their film crew were questioned and released over a follow-up stunt involving running near the protected apex zone dressed in cardboard cars topped with Canadian flags. The following Chaser episode ended up giving the Chasers War on Everything their highest ratings ever for an episode with 2.2 million viewers tuning in across Australia. That's a lot of viewers. Yeah, not to mention how many YouTube videos that, you know views they've gotten since then, I'm sure. And in April of 2008, the charges against all 11 members were dropped by the director of public prosecutions as it was considered that the police gave tacit permission for the group to enter the restricted zone by failing to identify the fake security badges. Mm-hmm. So they actually put the, the blame on the police in this, in this particular case. Likely, the fact that they were television personalities probably sure kept them hurt. safe uh, to, to some extent. And, uh, by the way, they, they show their insecurity passes. They had their own little <laughs> fake security passes that they actually say insecurity on them <laughs> and the, the name of their show. Funny. So, yeah, they literally got through two level layers of security and rolled their limousine right up to the front of where this uh, Apex Security Summit was being held simply by having guys dressed as uh, security agents running out in front of a limousine. They look legit, right? That's all they had to do. So, we continue with your phone calls. Well, and- wait, uh, real, real quick, yeah. I, I've, I've got a retraction. Apparently, last night's show, I uh, mistook a rhombus for a trapezoid. What is a rhombus versus a trapezoid? Um, at last night's show, Mark incorrectly defined a rhombus, saying that uh, it has two parallel sides and two sides uh, pointing towards each other. I, I Actually, I believe I said it was going towards a point, but whatever. He went on to say that it annoys him when people incorrectly define shapes. Jack. <laughs> 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 a trapezoid has... Um, it has two or two parallel sides, sets of sides, and and I think the 
I know what it looks like. I can't describe it, I guess. And I don't remember. Trapezoid. A rhombus is also a square, I believe. You know, I think rhombus is a diamond. But a, a, a square is a rhombus, but a rhombus okay. is not necessarily a square. Where the hell were you Here, last night? Well, I wasn't here, and actually, uh, this is just a bunch of useless information that one could look up if they needed to ever know what a rhombus was. I'm going to look it up right now, actually. But the neat thing about this, Mark, was I was looking at freetalklive.com, and I said to you during the break, hey, Mark, someone's correction of what you said made it to the front page of our website. Yes. And I think it's a great example. And I voted it up. <laughs> right. I think it's a great example of uh, one of the ways that this website, freetalklive.com, can be used that isn't necessarily in the realm of news, right? Because the, the story content on the site tends to be from news sources. But this wasn't. This was just one of our listeners saying, you guys effed up. And they put this on our website. And, <laughs> and then with a, other with listeners. With a link to Wikipedia just right. showing you, hey, this is what a trapezoid is. This right. is what a rhombus is. And they put uh, their um, little description. A rhombus has all four sides the same length. Yes. So a I square can be a rhombus. Yes. A square is a rhombus with right yeah. angles. Got it. Yes, square has, and and I correctly identified that last night. But you know, whatever. Okay, and a diamond could also be a rhombus as well. A diamond is a rhombus. Got it. Is a rhombus. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so but the cool I'm thing is, call. Well, <laughs> but the cool thing is that uh, the the website brought that to our attention. They didn't have yeah. to email you about it, Mark. In fact, if no, they, no, they get to do it this way and embarrass me on national radio. Yeah. Well, well, at least on, on the website. At least on I, the front page I, I took of the it website. A step farther. Right, right. And we're correcting ourselves here as a result of it. But had they, I, I had they generally... sent you an email, you could have just put the email aside and, uh, you know, tried to make yourself look good by not uh, by not bringing it up. But because it's on the front page of our website, it's it's right out there for everyone to see. Yeah. Well, I you know, I, you're going to make mistakes on a, on a show like this. So sure. Yeah. Sure. You will. Uh, you talk for three hours and there are going to be some some screw ups. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and I voted it up and I, I don't know, maybe it should sit at the top top for a little while. All right. Let's talk to Ryan in Arizona. Ryan, you're next on Free Talk Live with the Julia and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, enough about geometry here. Uh, I'm going to change the subject. Is that cool? Okay. Here you are. Go go for it. All right. So uh, the IRS has decided to come after me, uh, even though I have actually filed my taxes. Oh, and... man. That's usually why they come after people. Right, right. I <laughs> know. Uh, but anyway, I was just curious uh, what you guys think would be the best way to go about, like, recording phone calls with the IRS bureaucrats. Because I plan on being on the phone with them a lot. Because I don't, I don't want to pay what they say that I owe. Do you have a Google Voice number? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that. Google Voice is handing out numbers right now, but I know that uh, they have the ability to record calls. Uh, I don't know offhand of any easy way to record a phone call without having some uh, some equipment, some physical equipment. Right. You could probably uh, get that on uh, eBay or Amazon. But, but yeah, I bet that it, I bet if you looked on like the podcaster, uh, how to podcast kind of websites, they would have some equipment that would likely make it fairly affordable. Right. Right. Okay. Because I was thinking like putting my phone on speakerphone and then just having an audio recorder, but. It wouldn't be that great of quality. Hey, sure. you know that's it's it's the last ditch kind of uh, option, but it would certainly it would certainly work. And do some right. phones? Do some cell phones have a recording option? I don't know. I I, yeah, I that's never. That's what I was sure. wondering. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, that would be a that would be a good question for the internet. Startpage.com <laughs> right. might have the answers. Right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Hey, what are they coming after you for? Uh, well, they uh, they said that. Um, I had some uh, income that I failed to report, and it's taxable income, so they're coming after me for oh boy. 
another another fifteen hundred dollars. Nice. I, I don't have so. Well, they don't care. Hey, yeah. let us know uh, what you'll happens. You'll get it at some point, and they, they want it. Good luck, and uh, keep us in the loop, right. will you? Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Coming up, Julia will tell us about a bracelet ban. We'll find out what that's all about. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour 3 is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Done. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Of course, you can watch us on our webcam for free over at cam.freetalklive.com, which is brought to you by memorydealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. Let's go to your phone calls. Coming up, Julia will tell us about a bracelet ban. Uh, we'll see what that's all about here. But first, it is, I believe uh, we've got Scott in Minnesota on the amp lines. Hello, Scott. Hi, Ian. Thanks for letting me get one of my tracks for my solo project, Scream, Cry Out, Tell Truth, on the radio on Monday. One of your what? I'm the sorry. Oh, oh, the uh, little poem I read. I barely even remember uh, remember it happening, oh. but uh, don't take that personally. Okay. So what's on your mind no tonight? Problem. I remember the poem. Uh, <laughs> Man, you're mean. Jeez. He can't help himself. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. What was mean about that? I don't remember it. Do you want I me to lie? I don't remember your silly little poem. I didn't say yeah, it was whatever. Don't take that personally. I, I didn't say it was silly. You want me to lie? I'm saying that you could have just said like, oh, yeah. But that would be a lie. I'm sorry. I don't remember what your poem was. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. I'm sorry. It just was mean and funny. Yeah. Don't take it personal, Scott. He's just he he's he it's it's his disability of his. He can't not sound pompous. <laughs> why is it pompous to be honest about something? Why why is that pompous? I'm not sure if that can necessarily be explained because I think a lot of it is in the way you say it, not yeah. what you say. It's interaction, you know. 
Yes, yeah, like his poem's important. He 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 read it on air. Um, of course, you wouldn't it. forget important things. So therefore, you go, oh yeah, thanks. Go ahead, Scott. What would you? What were you calling about? And you just move on. Like that's how that's how real interactions go on. I understand. Yeah, you, you it's mean not real an honest one. You mean right? Real in real interactions between people who are being dishonest with one another. That's correct. But between people who are be, putting on a front or uh, putting on a, a false face. Uh-huh. Sorry, that's not who I'm going to be. There you go. See. <laughs> He's even pompous in, in, in saying, I won't do it. I shan't do it. You can't make me. I shan't be dishonest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight up with people. If I don't understand what you're saying, I'm not going to nod at you and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's great. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. You know, if people out there are thinking about hiding out in a bunker somewhere, there's examples out there that doing that alone just won't work, like Ruby Ridge. You know, agents of the state will come out and find you and drag you back into the system. So if, you're, if that's your plan, you should probably go somewhere where there's lots of people who want to unplug from the system like the Free State Project. I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, the, the whole hiding in the woods thing, it, it may not be a guaranteed solution for freedom, especially if there's still property taxes on that little house in the woods, right? I mean, those government bureaucrats are pretty good about about going and getting their property taxes from everybody that they believe owes them. I just watched uh, again in season one of Penn and Teller BS. I watched the, uh, the episode, I think it's called the end of the world. And they actually have another one that sort of takes a different approach in, in season seven, but the one in season one makes fun of survival survivalist type people. And they send these two Brooklyn guys out into the woods to take a survival class and these just nutties who have been doing it for like seven years are like making mud huts and and camouflaging <laughs> themselves and they just cover themselves with mud and like leaves and it's really really funny Ludicrous. because Penn and Teller point out that like if the world really ends or if something like catastrophic happens or our guns not going to work and our you know matches aren't going to work anymore is just because they take such a, a cavemanish approach to it it was just entertaining hey Scott thanks for the thoughts and the call tonight I appreciate it and when I say I appreciate your calls, I mean it. 800-259-9231. But just because I don't remember what you called about doesn't mean that you should I take that personally. The way he said it, he was like, oh, thanks so much for letting me read your poem. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's great. I don't remember it. Sorry. I don't know. Anyway, let's continue. It and was mean in a funny way. Let's talk to Ryan. It was uh, wasn't supposed to be mean. It was just intended to move the conversation along. Let's Let's get to the point of tonight's call. Uh, I think any time that Ian has to, to carry on a conversation with a relatively normal individual, it's funny. <laughs> Let's talk to Ryan in Arizona. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live, the and Julia and Mark. Ryan in Arizona going once. Ryan in Arizona going twice. Oh, apparently we already took him. Let's talk to Clayton in Illinois. Clayton, you're on Free Talk Live. See, I didn't even remember I took Ryan's call. <laughs> Clayton, you're on Free Talk Live. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm actually calling in, uh, not the uh, previous caller, but the one before that had called in, uh, talking about receiving a statement from the Internal Revenue Service. Yeah. Uh, I myself received one of these uh, nice thick envelopes today to the tune of uh, owing them $1,002. Oh, boy. God. This goes back to 2008, and I'm just now getting this. Yeah, they don't exactly, the, the wheels, the gears of government don't, do not turn quickly. Well, no, they don't, and I, I know that firsthand, and I've I've been following you guys for a while. Uh, I think last time I talked to you guys, I was in the Air Force, so I'm all too familiar with how the government operates. But I wanted to call in, and if the previous caller is still listening, there are a number of uh, 
phones that do support in-call recording, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's um, uh, some type of smartphone like a Windows mobile-based device, a BlackBerry, uh, even the iPhone or the Android-based phones all have uh, applications out there that you can either get off the Internet for free or through uh, each respected provider's application store that will allow you to recall uh, record uh, phone calls. Nice. So what's the IRS so, going after you for a grand for? Um, they're stating it is because I misrepresented my income and because oh, there that. was a W-2 or 1099 not received. Meaning so, that they did not receive that from you? They, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. It kind of goes back to uh, what you were saying earlier about government paperwork. And they they literally make it as confusing as they possibly can legally. Mm, sure. That way they just can catch you in people uh, up and get them to pay. Right. Just well, exactly. Because how do you know if what they're saying is true or not? You don't well, know. You don't. And that's that's all they're going for. They just want you to shut up, quit griping, and pay the bill because most of the American populace will, and that's how they get away with it. Right. Absolutely. And, and the other option is uh, remember that these rules are written by lawyers, and that you'll have to employ a lawyer in order to extract mm-hmm. yourself from the circumstance. So either way. The, the you know the, the people in charge win because it it really is a government uh, you know by the lawyers for the lobbyists and that's that's how it runs. They aren't going to win this when I've typed up a nice two page letter I'm mailing to them along with a bill for a stamp as well as the cost of the ink and the paper to <laughs> print my statement on. That'll be if great. What, now, what is games, the gist of play games with them? What is uh, what is the gist of your two page letter? Um, basically, thank you very much for once again taxing us to death. I mean, I, I, I don't understand how they can get away with this for so long. Well, and it's, it's just gotten what, worse and worse. Well, it's just what you said. I mean, they uh, they send out these notices to people saying, oh, all right, well, let's just hit them with a thousand bucks. Fishing it, expeditions. You know, it won't be worth it. It won't be worth it. A thousand dollars, it wouldn't be worth it to hire an attorney. Uh, so they'll just pay the bill, and uh, that'll be that'll be it. And they know that most people will do it. It's just it's just what you say. And and people are too afraid to do anything about it because well they don't want to go to jail. So I mean they're in a position where they can literally get away with highway robbery. Come get me. So are you going to ask them questions, or are you just making a statement? Oh, in in the statement that I provided them, I specifically spelled out that I do not agree with any of the changes. Uh, they're calling them changes to uh, my tax bill or refund or whatever uh, for 2008. And I specifically put in there that I do not agree with any of them. Um, within the statement, I flat out made it very clear I will not provide any additional contact information. Uh, each time they send me a letter and I have to send a response back, I will bill them for a stamp. But they are more than welcome to come over to my house. I'll sit down with all my paperwork, and we'll sort this out face-to-face. Don't hide behind a letter. Don't hide behind a phone call. Don't hide behind an email. Well, they're going to want you to come to their offices. Yeah, that's uh, how they operate. Let us know what happens. Uh, good luck out there, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. You can bring up anything. It's free talk. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. And we invite you to be a part of the show by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us online where we've got listening options, live streams, broadband and dial-up versions around the clock, plus our webcam. Listen lines are available for those of you that uh, want to listen via your phone. If you can dial a long-distance number, you can use the listen lines any time of the day or night. And uh, all of it's free over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, we got about 80 radio stations as well. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Hey, government is a wonderful thing. But you should already know that, unless you weren't paying attention in the 12 years of school the government made you attend, it was 13 for me, and that the government controlled and the government forced your parents to pay for by regularly threatening to steal their home. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more and get some of the podcasts. That's schoolsucksproject.com or get some of the MP3s. I suppose podcast is a, a method of delivery, though it's frequently used incorrectly. All right, we continue here with your phone calls about what you want, and we start with Jericho listening to uh, listening in Mount Jackson. Jericho, you're on Free Talk Live. What's going on, guys? Hey, Miguel. what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Ian, uh, by the way, man, I don't think you're pompous. It's all good, dude. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I called about, uh, let's see, see how I put this. Uh, I'm part German. My great-great-grandmother came here from Germany, you know, legally. She was an immigrant. My, I have three children. Two of them are half Mexican. Obviously, I'm not racist against Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Two of them are half Mexican. Their grandparents came to America legally. Um, out of my experience with a lot most Hispanics I know that are here legally and came here the proper way and everything else, those are the people who really can't stand the illegals big time. I mean, like, for example, my my children's grandparents, they, they can't stand the illegals. They came here and did things right. They helped this country. I oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jericho, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, uh, the the idea that they did things right, I think, is fallacious. Why is it right to obey government bureaucrats' arbitrary demands? Okay. Okay, well, I mean, all right, now, government bureaucracy, I will say, I was getting ready to mention it, that what I see is a three-pronged problem, at least a three-pronged problem. Part of that is government bureaucracy. You're not going to find very few nations in this world who just let people come through their borders unchecked. Everywhere you go, you've got to show your passport, you've got to show your papers. That's the way we do business all around the world. Yep. Okay? Who's we? Now, if you, what's that? We the human race. We did, yeah, pretty much. Those are governments that are doing that well, kind of business. Do it. I, I understand. And, and, and just to just to just to point out that well, because other governments are tyrannical and oppressive, should not be an excuse for uh, for this one to be as bad as they are. Oh no, no, I'm not going to say that. You're you're definitely right about that. But looking at it from my point of view, anyway, what's the problem with coming here legally? And it should be made easier for them to come here legally. I agree I mean, with okay. that much. But I like with making. You know, I'm fine with making it the easier. Idea but, that, that that somehow the government's going to be streamlined is it's kind of Pollyannish. I mean, when does when does that happen? When does the government get more efficient at what it does? It, oh, it, never. It never, always never. Gets, <laughs> any, good 
just it, go to your local DMV. I mean, every, every level of government is screwed. It gets <laughs> more and more Byzantine. And and about oh, the, I'd like to talk about the immigrants uh, wanting. And and I do agree that, that there are certainly people that uh, have immigrated legally that are very upset with the idea of people immigrating illegally. But I would also like to point out that people that uh, participate in in all kinds of hazing operations, and that is exactly what the immigration program is. It yeah. is a it is a hazing program in order to keep people who don't want to come badly enough out. It's it's to thin the herd, and it still doesn't work because people want to come badly enough to the United States. So they're still they've got a huge backup. But the people but who go through it, people that go through hazing, and it doesn't matter whether you have to wear a stupid uh, stupid hat while you get paddled by a college uh, sophomore, or whether you have to have your uh, you know testicles put in a, uh, in a in a nutcracker by uh, your your sergeant, Gosh. or whatever it is that they do, because they do some crazy hazing things around the yeah. world. People will oh, yeah. always defend hazing that have been through hazing, and it's well, essentially it's the, the right thing to do. Yeah, it, it, it's this. Uh, what was uh, what, what's the term uh, for? Cycle of abuse. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember. But uh, anyway, it's 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 a common syndrome. That's it happens why, to people. right? That's why those when people. Our, when our great great grandparents though came to this country through Ellis Island, so to speak. Okay, sure. Uh, it wasn't like that. At least not the, what I know about history. It wasn't like no. that. I could be wrong. But I mean, you came here, and there was a process. You went through. You got checked in. If you weren't carrying a disease, boom, you, you, you they let you in. Yep. I don't see why it has to be so difficult for these people to come to this country. And because of protectionism. Made, well, well, it was not I, just I protectionism. Know. The other reason is is that big business, who really controls the government, wants to have these people as their virtual slaves. And the the fact is mm. that if you are an immigrant and you come here illegally and you work for you know in order to make a better life for you and your family and you're working for these people, you can't quit. So they're paying you two or three dollars an hour to work out in the hot sun to pick berries oh. or whatever it is that you do. You can't leave because they'll turn you into INS, is what they claim to you. Well, you, you you bring up virtual slaves. I'm sorry, we're all virtual slaves. We're all we all have to pay taxes and everything. But we, they're we, slaves we, to a, a greater extent. Well, if you want to say that, I don't know. I mean, I've worked in environments where Hispanics ran the place, and I mean, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, I, actually, the only job I've ever got fired from, I'm not going to go so far as to say is because I wasn't Hispanic, but it, there was. You could you could talk to a thousand people that have worked there and tell you I'm telling the truth. I mean the place is very partial to Hispanics. They make their little niche in the world. Oh yeah, they come here and be successful. It, it, I think the government has turned us all into slaves as long as we're paying taxes. You you, you had a previous call about his taxes. I mean I'm dealing with the IRS right now in a bunch of years I didn't file and the way they screw you about. I mean get this if you if you owe the IRS money you want to owe that money until either a you pay it or you die. But if they if you didn't file a year and you're due a refund, you you better claim it within three years. There's a statute of limitations, and it goes with the federal IRS and it goes to the state of Virginia also. If you don't claim your refund in three years, bye, it's gone. Yeah, that's so, how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes, and it, it, the whole system is rigged for them. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about Hispanics. It doesn't matter if you're talking about other immigrants. It don't matter if you're talking about Black Americans or White Americans. We're all slaves to them. The hierarchy at the top. We are all slaves under them. I agree with that. By the way, did you hear the the, uh, the show earlier tonight when Mark was reading the five circles of immigration hell? Uh, no, I just actually tuned you all in just before I called. So. Well, you missed something. You grab the archives later at freetalklive.com because it was a really great uh, story from Cracked about a man who actually went through the immigration bureaucracy, and he tells his story in a very amusing fashion of just how uh, awful and t- just oppressive and expensive oh, yeah. And time-consuming uh, that the process was, and it was pointed out, and Mark made this point, and I think it's a really good one, that uh, every immigrant is illegal. 
If the definition of illegal is one who breaks the government's laws uh, in the process of becoming an immigrant, uh, then every one of them is illegal, likely, because there's a question that they're asked during the immigration process, and that question is... Have you ever broken any laws? Or have you ever, uh, you know, uh, what is it, persecuted somebody because of their race or their sex or their, you know, a, a couple list of other things um, on, on there? And so, therefore, if the person who uh, is t- attempting to legally immigrant, uh, immigrate is to answer that question in the affirmative, they will likely be denied access to the country. So they have to say, no, I have not broken any laws. And so, therefore, they are perjuring themselves, therefore breaking the law in right. order to come. So their immigration is, in fact, null void well it's illegal right to uh, to perjure yourself well hey, they're an illegal immigrant jericho thanks for the call i appreciate hearing from you and of course just like a, and that's again kind of an extension of the point i've made and that is that who who isn't an illegal sure who in this country isn't an illegal who hasn't sped who hasn't uh, drank under age or smoked pot i mean you probably you take those three things and you can probably put every american in at least one DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in via the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free. And they include things like our bulletin board system where you can interact with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Everything from serious issues uh, to silly nonsense. You'll find it at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010 is coming up in about a month's time. The 24th through the 27th of June is when it's happening. Where? Northern New Hampshire, Lancaster, Rogers Campground, right next to the White Mountains. Beautiful location. Great time of year to be visiting New Hampshire. But the best part is the hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people that you will be hanging out with all weekend long or all week. If you get there early, People, a lot of people get there that week. Uh, the 24th is a Thursday. A lot of people show up on Sunday or Monday and just camp out and hang out and party all week long. And it's really a great time. There's stuff for the family. There's stuff for, uh, for uh, just couples and everything. There's so much to do. I can't even get into the begin to just to scratch the surface of the official itinerary, and that's just the official stuff. There's also alternative uh, things going on, like the Alternatives Expo, and just uh, you know gatherings of folks doing things that they feel interested in doing. Uh, it's a really self-starting event, uh, full of liberty-minded people that are having a great time. Go to Porcupine, excuse me, go to Porkfest2010.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T2010.com to get registered. There's a forum there. Uh, you can learn how to get a ride share if you're. Uh, going to travel up from somewhere else in the country you can maybe find somebody else who's going as well and split the cost of the gas so uh, there are lots of different options as to how to get up here but get up here because it's going to be a lot of fun mark stevens uh from adventures in legal land at markstevens.net he is slated to appear as long as enough tickets are sold michael badnarik the former libertarian party presidential candidate also free state project member he will be uh speaking there as well uh stefan molyneux 
is uh, slated as well to speak. However, Mark Stevens and uh, Michael Badnarik can only make it if enough people buy tickets for their events. So those tickets are still being sold. You should get yours at porkfest2010.com. That's porkfest with a C, porkfest2010.com. And we will see you there because Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live every single night, as we have done for the past several years. So we continue here with your phone calls, and let's start with Clayton in Illinois. Clayton, you're on Free Talk Live, the Julia and Mark. Clayton, Illinois, going once. Clayton in Illinois, going twice. Let's try Bile in New Jersey on the amp lines. Hello, Bile. Uh, good evening. Hey, Bile. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I've got an update on uh, Julian Heckman and uh, his ongoing jury nullification outreach. Yes, the, uh, the saga of Julian Hecklin, who has been going from federal courthouse to federal courthouse across the Northeast, uh, from Pennsylvania to uh, New Jersey and uh, I guess uh, Maryland or so- somewhere else in, the, in that region. Uh, you guys have been showing up at courthouses and handing out fully informed jury information. He has been arrested a number of times for simply trying to inform potential jurors of their right to nullify the law, to, uh, to vote not guilty based on their conscience, based on their feelings feelings and their thoughts about the law itself and not whether or not it's been broken. Uh, so he's been reaching out to people and faced a lot of flack from the feds. What happened this time? So uh, he decided to do it on a, <clears throat> excuse me, on a Tuesday. Uh, normally he does it on a Monday. Uh, and he showed up. Uh, I showed up just as he was starting. And it went, went through the normal uh, routine of him standing there with a sign, the cops staring at him, the cops approach him. Um, but at this point, it was a little bit different. The arresting officer, uh, who is the same arresting officer who's arrested him, each of the other like six or seven times he's been arrested at that point at that uh, location, and the same person who arrested myself when I was filming him in November, uh, just stood like almost at arm's length from him for about 45 minutes and uh, waited for Julian to finish all his. Uh, get rid of all his pamphlets, or at least that's what I assume had ha- occurred. Julian starts to walk away uh, to like put his book bag or, or satchel on the steps to write something into uh, like a notebook. And the officer, I guess, attempts to hand him the citation, at which point uh, he might have told him he was under arrest. Julian goes down to the ground like he normally does and just goes, you know, limp. He is civilly disobedient. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the officer starts pulling him around, uh, rolls him over, goes through all his pockets, uh, puts him on his side, puts cuffs on him, lays him and lets him sit there for a minute, then drags him to the side on the steps. They pull out a um, wheelchair from the building, wheel him through the plaza into a side entrance where there wasn't steps, and uh, that was all I could do at the time. Later we found out that... uh, he was handed over to the NYPD, and he is being held at Rikers Island since Tuesday um, because, uh, I suspect, due to bench wards that he had out for his arrest, Whoa. due to not showing up to previous uh, court dates for previous arrests at 500 Pearl Street in Manhattan. So wait, these are federal warrants? Uh it's a federal case. I suspect so. Yeah. So why would the NYPD be—I guess they're holding him as a federal prisoner then? Uh, I guess so. I mean, he. I think he had. Uh, he may have had bench warrants from New York, also mm. for other activism he did a couple years ago. 
So they're, they're finally really cracking down on him. They didn't just release him that night, then. He's being held indefinitely? He's being held, well, uh, he's, his uh, bail was uh, remanded, which means that uh, he, he can't get any sort of bail until his court date, which is set for June 8th. Oh, uh, all of this can be found on blogofbile.com. It's okay. the top couple posts. There, he's already in the uh, Department of Corrections uh, system, so you can find his profile online. And all that is there is that he's got a court date on June 8th, and, uh, and he's being charged with resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. The guy's a hero. Uh, he's been, as I said, going from court to court and doing fully informed jury outreach. He's been arrested countless times. And he's just, a, from what I can tell, I've never met him in person. You have, certainly, a number of times. He seems like just a, a nice, nice yeah. older guy. The only thing he's getting arrested for is standing on front of a, a federal courthouse, handing out pamphlets yeah. to jurors. And they just keep arresting him over and over again. You thought that the government worked for you. You yeah. thought that they were your servants. You, you thought, thought that you'd paid into this system and that you owned those uh, federal courthouses. You were wrong. You thought there was freedom of speech. You thought there was freedom of assembly. You thought there was uh, the First Amendment. But they don't care. So, Bile, I presume you're going to be following this case fairly closely. Yeah, I'm. We're we're trying to see if there's enough people in the area to have a a uh, protest at the uh, at the at Rikers Island on Monday. But uh, it's, it's being a holiday and all, we're, we we suspect that might not happen. But uh, I, I've been trying to figure out. Uh, how to contact his wife to see if Julian actually wants us to do anything mm. because he his shtick has always been sort of well I'm 78 you know my life has pretty much passed if they put me in jail I just don't have to pay for an old home he's uh, old 78 home. I didn't even realize that yeah he seems so uh, he seems so spry and uh, and so um, you know on target uh, if you will and very uh, uh, he seems like a pretty sharp dude from what I can Doesn't tell seem 78 yeah yeah. Yeah, he's in, in quite good shape, but uh, he he's always used that his age and the fact that you know he has no responsibilities anymore is sort of his shtick and reason for why why older people should go out and you know be activists. Good on yeah, him. But, I hope he can inspire some to uh, to do that. That's a great reason. Hey, you're at the end of your uh, your lifetime. You don't have as much to lose at at that point. And and how awful does it look when the government goons are carrying out a 78 year old man as they're arresting him? This guy is 78 and he's doing the kind of uh, civil disobedience and non cooperation that Lauren Canario uh, has been doing up here in New Hampshire for a number of years. And he's far more brittle and far more uh, in you know in 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 more uh, questionable health condition. And that's that does not look good for the government goons when they are using their force against a 78-year-old man. And I, I hope you'll keep us in the loop, Bile, as to, uh, to what happens here. He is in jail, and the the trial date you said was for early June? Yes, June 8th. All right, uh, well, keep us in the loop, will you? Yep. Appreciate hearing from you. People should visit your website at blogofbile.com if they want to be kept up on to the latest uh, on this as it develops here with uh, Julian Hecklin, the fully informed jury activist who has been arrested and imprisoned. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. 
Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800 259 9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. So enjoy those. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support the show, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live at promote.freetalklive.com. We've got a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And uh, the LCL Report has uh, released a new video, and I'm just going to read the description here for it. You can go see it at lclreport.com. It's uh, the part two of old ads that I, that would be Taryn Lupo, the guy who uh, does it, dug up for the Harry Brown 2000 presidential run. And Ian, I remember these ads. Um, good ads. They were yeah, good ads. You, you ran them at, uh, on, on the stations in Sarasota. As That's I right. I paid my own money to uh, run Harry Brown's ads on uh, the radio. Yep. These, um, these, are down to, these were turned down by Comedy Central because they would not play anything political. Boy, have times changed there. Uh, these ads are mainly focused on the war on drugs and gun rights. I can't believe it's uh, been five years gone, but happy birthday, Harry. So, Oh, it's Harry's birthday? I didn't know that. I, I, I'm not, not 100% certain, but uh, you can go see the video at lclreport.com. Good stuff. Yep. All right, so we're going to continue with your phone calls about what you want. Travis, listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening? What's on your mind tonight, Travis? Well, uh... I was going to see if you could educate me a little bit. All right. What about? Well, uh, I consider myself a libertarian. I know the constitutionalist and libertarian views on the income tax, but right here in the Constitution it says the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. I was just wondering, was that put in there by our founding fathers or not? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't have. Uh, first of all, I don't consider them my founding fathers, mm-hmm. and I don't consider myself having any connection to their their documents and their government and and their constitution. And as a liberty minded person, I am against aggression. I'm against uh, peaceful people being aggressed against by uh, whoever, and I consider taxes to be aggression. So it wouldn't matter to me if the founding fathers uh, put that in there because but it that doesn't wasn't really ju- his question. It doesn't justify it. You know, I'd I'd say that uh, if if you want to read what was added, it would be the Sixteenth Amendment is what was added about income tax, and uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head uh, what it says regarding income tax. I can tell you that if you don't pay, they'll put you in jail. So effectively, um, you know, they're 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 levying it. Um, there's a great deal of conversation that goes on about this at uh, at the BBS at freetalklive.com. So if you go to bbs.freetalklive.com, there's probably people that are far better experts than we are um, uh, regarding this. All right. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that provision you read was originally in the Constitution. It has something to do with apportionment and somehow our income tax is not apportioned or I don't know. Right. I was listening to uh, Larkin Rose on Mark Stevens' No State Project uh, show a a couple days ago. And he was talking about how, on one hand, you know, the Declaration of Independence has all this wonderful language about freedom. And then on the other hand, uh, there's this sentence, uh, there's this section in there about how they have the ability to, uh, to tax. So are you free? Is all, are all men equal or are some men uh, more equal than others and that they get to, uh, to forcibly extract your wealth from you? 
Well, uh, do you believe that there should be no taxes? I believe there should be no aggression, and I, th- I consider taxes to be aggression. Yeah, taxes are uh, people being forced to pay a monopoly for uh, you know what it is that they you know their services. And, they may or may not want. Right, and a monopoly is, as you know, not going to provide very good services. And um, you know, if you're forced to pay without ever having made any kind of agreement, then it's you know it's not it's not a valid contract. So I I don't think that there should be taxes. However, I'm willing to move from a world where we, you know, currently have a huge intrusive government, um, you know, and, and shrink the government down somehow until we can get it down to a manageable size, and then some people can go out on their own and try vol- completely voluntary scenarios or something like that. It's most important to me to have a peaceful progression to a voluntary society. Julia, what do you think? Uh, taxes should they be around? And if not, how would all of the services uh, that people want be funded? Um, well, I don't, I, when I think about this issue, to me, it's solely a moral issue. And I just would like to speak to anybody out there who really believes that they are better than me and that they know how to spend my money better than I do and that they, for some reason, have some right to take it from me. And I, I mean, I just can't see it any other way. But, but children, they need to be educated. Right. Well, parents should be responsible for educating their own children. I certainly am not responsible for it. I didn't have children. And to suggest that most parents, like most, most parents don't have a financial incentive to to make. I mean, you got to get the most out of your kids, right? They're a really, really, really expensive, some would say, investment. But Julia, it takes a it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, how can yes. you say how can you say and be so selfish to say that you didn't have children? I mean, these are these are the kids that are going to work at your business uh, when they grow up. They're going to live in the same uh, same town as you, and and you have an obligation to take care of them. You know, what's really funny is, and I'm sure a lot of people think I'm really mean for this, but I don't care about other people's kids. Well, you know, I'm serious. I'm not. I'm being honest. I really don't. I'm not going to kick your kid if I see him walking down the street. But it's like you have kids. That's great. Fine for you. It's got nothing to do with me. See you later. And you don't have an obligation to take care of somebody else's uh, responsibilities. They're the ones that spread their legs and they're the ones that uh, had the had the kids. It's their responsibility. You could help if you felt so inclined. You could voluntarily decide to uh, to help. And there are plenty of people out there who love kids and would like to do that. Well, I suspect uh, over time your, your your attitude towards children will probably change, but that doesn't. That oh, doesn't how many times have you heard that agree. one? Julia? Matter. <laughs> that's not a. That's not important here. What is important is is that, you know, the the idea that you can just have kid upon kid upon kid, and then the expectation that somebody else is going to take care of them, and it really frustrates me when I go because the the town meeting in my town is always held at the school. I go to the school. I see all these people with their with their nice shiny cars that are dropping their kids off. I'm driving up in my. 93 Dodge Shadow with peeling paint, and these are the people whose kids I'm paying to educate by taking money away from my kid. The $3,000 or whatever a year that I pay in property taxes, that's money I could mm. be using to educate my child. I'm not, I promise I will never send my child to your public school. May I please not have to pay for it. Travis, your thoughts? Well, uh, I totally understand and agree with a total voluntary society, but how would a voluntary society pay for things like roads and such as that? Roads is such a funny issue. I was actually talking about this with somebody recently. Um, I On my way to work, I go through so much construction and it's taken my hour drive and turned it into like an hour and 15 minute drive. And one of the things I notice is that the construction workers, they don't work 
on weekends. Sometimes they don't work on Fridays. They certainly don't work in the evenings. Um, They're very slow. I see a lot of cones, nothing getting done. And I just think to myself, like, Wow, if if businesses on this in uh, owned this, if this was private property, a business would have such an incentive to finish this road quickly yeah. because they would want people to come to their business. Boy, let they, me tell you, businesses hate it when construction right. happens in front of their business because it is a killer to uh, their traffic, and it goes on for months and months and years and years. Yeah. I mean, this isn't something that they do quickly. So, I mean, yeah, we have roads, and are they functional? Yeah, they are, but could they be better? When I what I love about the 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 um, the thought of there being no government is like just so much wasted productivity, wasted time. Like how much, how much better could life be? Roads as we know them have been made the same exact way for asphalt since they've come about. I believe I don't know a ton about roads, but Certainly in think our about lifetime. what kind of innovations could be made with roads and travel if it weren't in the government's hands, who does things one way forever. We can only imagine. Travis, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Phil in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Phil. Hey, uh, if I could just comment on Travis's thing. Uh, In the Constitution, when it says income, the word income is alluding to gains made by a corporation, not a wage that's earned by an individual. Um, Tell that to the judge. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, the Supreme Court has ruled on it twice, but the lower courts seem to not want to abide by what the Supreme Court has said. Shocking. Um, as for the taxation issue, you just get rid of all taxes and have a 1% flat tax on everything. And, I mean, that way, you know, you the people who deal in, like, drugs and money laundering and illegal things that are tax-exempt, which are actually the most profitable um you know, industries, they still are taxed because they have to buy products and this and that. And if you don't want to, you know, pay the tax on something, then you're not forced to, you know, purchase that item. If I'm, I'm not against what you're, I'm not what you're against what you're saying. Uh, you know, I think that if you could keep the government at, uh, you know, a 1% tax on, you know, things sold to the retail level, you'd, you'd be doing a great thing. But the other thing you have to take away from the government is the ability to print money and the ability to yeah. spend beyond yeah. their means. Because if, if they're supposed to only get 1%, but they do like the Bush administration did and, and, uh, put, you know, forward, uh, you know, debts that are to be paid off by our grandchildren, then they're still even more evil and arduous. Hey, Phil, thanks for the call. We are out of time for tonight. It has been Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radiographic and enter promo code FREETRIAL to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code, free trial. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X dot com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radiographic and enter promo code free trial.